Welcome to episode 53 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today we are talking about the practice of journaling, why you should be doing it, how to do it, and how it's helped empower us to live our truth and dare to change. And of course, before we kick this episode off, we want to share our review of the week. This week's review comes from Taylor Lynn 16. I'm pretty new to the podcast world, and I started listening to this podcast recently after finding Ali on YouTube. This podcast is super amazing and really digs deep into the challenges and struggles that us women face as we are going through life. I listen to the podcast every night when I make dinner, and it really gets me in a great mood and mindset for winding down my day. Super thankful for strong women like Ali and Carly that are able to hold space for dialogue us women really need to hear and be a part of. Taylor, you have us smiling over here, and um, that's why we started the podcast. It started from a phone conversation that was happening on our way to work about the challenges and struggles that us women face on the daily, and uh, we just wanted to bring it to everyone else because we figured if we're struggling, other women are too. Why not bring us all together and talk about it? So thank you so much for leaving your review. And hey, if you haven't left us a review yet, you know what we're going to say. Head on over to iTunes. Tell us why you tune in, how this conversation has helped you, and help us spread the message of truth and dare. Whew. Alrighty. Let's dive in and talk about our slugs and the honey. Welcome to Truth and Dare a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Ali Van Fossen. Slug in the honey time. Slug in the honey time. Okay. Slug in the honey time. I was like thinking a whole rap was coming. I thought I was, maybe I thought about taking it there, but I'm like, this is too much. Okay, so slug in the honey Hmm. Let me think about this one. I would say I've developed this um, chocolate bar habit <laughs> that I just need to I need to share it with the masses. I'm just eating chocolate bars in my bed, like like full bars. I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's just it's a new thing. Mike's a, Mike's a sweet tooth head. I am too, and I'm just laying in bed every night and I'm eating chocolate and um, I don't know, like it's probably not the best habit, but I also just am really enjoying it. So I don't think I'm going to stop anytime soon. (laughs) You're like, Carly is getting ready to uh, leave the Caribbean and her number one goal is to go find chocolate. Yeah. In Grenada, there's just amazing chocolate. It's called the Spice Island and they're known for their spices and cocoa is one of them. And so it's just like dark chocolate bar heaven. And so I just feel like I'm just going to YOLO it and just eat it. (laughs) My slug in the honey is I have this weird obsession with games and I keep having to like put myself on suspension. (laughs) First it was solitaire. Then it was bejeweled. I deleted both apps because I was staying up to like, one in the morning playing games, just like hitting play again and again and again, like a crazy person. And now Myers got me a word search and now I'm up to like one in the morning word searching. It's, I have this weird fetish with games. 
and like simple games like Solitaire, Bejeweled, and Word Searches. So that's my slug in the honey is that I'm getting distracted by games. Okay, let's dive into this podcast episode about journaling. So we reference the practice of journaling a lot on this podcast as a tool to support your well-being. And yet, through experience, we feel that people are either confused by it, fearful of it, or not willing to try it. You see, we provide weekly prompts here in your email that goes out to you. And then we also provide really deep journal prompts in our Truth and Dare book club. And um, we've noticed that you struggle with them. And hey, we do too. Or actually, Allie does too. Carly really excels at um, journaling. And it's not because she's better at it. It's just because she does it. Um, which I think is the lesson for everything in life. You just do it. So this episode is dedicated to shifting this struggle into an approachable practice that you can start doing today. And guess what? It's free. And you can do it in the comfort of your home or anywhere you are with the guarantee that it will work and it will support you. And guess what? It's also backed by science that journaling does work and through our own experiences. So that was like a lot of promises. Let's dive in and um, start showing up and telling you why you should journal. Yes. Let's talk about the benefits of journaling. As Ali said, I love to journal. So I'm just going to kick off this section of the podcast. So if we were on the fence about a habit and we needed that little extra nudge to start cultivating it, we would want to know the facts. We would want to know why should we do it? What is the reason to begin? So that's what I'm going to tell you right now. There are many, 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 many documented habits that come from journaling, which is so crazy, right? Because if you think about it, you're just writing out your thoughts on paper. It's so simple, but it's so um, profound in the shifts it can have on your life. So in a book we've read in our book club called Option B by Sheryl Sandberg, she partners up with a psychologist um, to write this book. And she also brings in a lot of other academic references. And in one section of the book, she talks about the benefits of journaling. And in a study, she references 100 experiments that have documented the therapeutic um, benefits of journaling. So some of the things she lists out that we wanted to share with you today are journaling can decrease your anxiety and your anger. It can boost grades and students. It can reduce absences from work. It can lessen the emotional impact of hardships in your life. It even has health benefits, including higher T-cell count, which means it is increasing your immunity, better liver function, and stronger antibody responses to infections, which is all pretty crazy. On top of it, it helps you label negative emotions, making it easier to deal with them. The more specific you get, the better. So and so when you're thinking about journaling, and we'll get into how to journal soon, it's about really labeling exactly how you're feeling and exactly what's going on. You can also journal in a broader sense, but that can give you a really therapeutic benefit. By putting feelings into words, we give ourselves power over them. The feeling no longer controls us and we sort of regain that sense um, of authority over, over these emotions that sometimes feel like they can rule our lives. It also helps us process overwhelming feelings and regrets. You know what happens when you're replaying the tape over and over again in your mind and you need a way to run through it and understand what happened and why it happened that way. 
It helps us make sense of the past and rebuild our self-confidence in the present. It helps us navigate the present moment and the future if we're having one of those particularly future-tripping experiences. It can enhance our self-expression and give us the opportunity to explore our creativity and connect closer to our intuition. It helps us track our progress towards a particular goal or intention and keeps us on track because Lord knows we definitely need help with that. It helps us improve our relationships and navigate them if they feel like they're becoming strained or complicated or even if they're just really freaking good and we want to write, write about it. And of course, it helps us reduce stress, which is the most important thing we can do. High levels of cortisol, um, lead to inflammation throughout our bodies and that inflammation leads to almost all major diseases. So handling and maintaining and managing our stress is probably the one reason you should start journaling today. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of benefits, right? Like geez, I mean, relationships, stress, white blood cells, like, holy hell, we just listed a lot. Um, We wanted to spew that out for you to show you where all these benefits come from, but how do you start doing it? What's it all about? Well, of course, we have to promote our weekly journal prompts that we send you ladies through the email newsletter. Um, They complement these conversations that we're having right here. So if you're taking the time and the energy to listen into these podcasts and you're feeling moved by them, then the next step would be to journal about it. And like, let's say you tune in in the morning on your way to work or at your lunch break or even while you're making dinner. And then maybe before you go to bed or as you're winding down, you pull out that journal prompt or the next morning and you riff on um, what you just heard from us and then how that resonates in your own life. Um, it's such a simple way to start the process because if you're here and you're listening, then why not take it one step further? You know, it's a built in way that we're providing for you to start this awesome practice and build this habit in your own life. If you're not getting those journal prompts, head on over to our website, truthanddaremovement.com. You'll see it right on the homepage to sign up and you'll start receiving them uh, every time we come out with a new podcast episode. So of course I had to start with that one, Carl, but give us a few others. Yeah. Hello. We're trying to help you start journaling girlfriend who's listening right now. Um, Some other ways to get started with journaling are to try free writing. This is something that I really enjoy doing because I don't know, like I just like, I guess I have a lot going on in my brain and I just like to let it all out with no rules. So this can be um, fun and, and sort of free just as it just as the title um alludes to so one good way to start free writing is to do it after meditation or if you're not really into meditation um first of all we just did a podcast on it last week so we'll link to that in our show notes and you should listen to that but um I'll go for this twofold okay number one you can do it right after meditation so have a piece of paper and a writing utensil readily available. And right when you come out of that beautiful meditative state, start free writing right away. Do it without judgment. Whatever you're feeling, allow it to flow from you onto the paper and um, just use it as a time of unlimited expression. Another way if you aren't really into meditation is maybe to just do 10 deep breaths, close your eyes, 
count 10 breaths and then use the same format and do some writing when you come out of it. Um, that's an easy way to kind of get starting with free writing. And I can't tell you the benefits, the clarity, the aha moments, the ideas that have come to me through these free writing experiences. Um, meditation helps me get become centered, but it's really in my moments of free write journaling where the clarity comes and the ideas come and I find what I'm really seeking. So go for it. Give it a try. Another few ways, if you're not really in all that free writing and you're like, wait, my hand hurts. I can't write that much. You can do it quick, quicker and more simpler ways. So by um, journaling out in lists, you still reach the same conclusion and the same benefits that come from free journaling. So what do I mean by lists? I mean, gratitude lists. You've heard of these a million times, probably from all different types of people, but Every day, what's one thing you're grateful for? What's three things you're grateful for? Wake it up and do it. Do it before bed. Keep a list by your desk at work. There is no right or wrong way. Just begin by cultivating conscious moments of gratitude. Other ways are to write a list of contributions. So what are ways that you contributed to your well-being or to humanity that day? Did you help somebody out? Did you make a delicious dinner for your family? Are you taking care of yourself? So maybe if a gratitude list is a little eh, been there, done that, try a contribution list. Think about ways that you're contributing and how it's making you feel. And then lastly, the third way to write a list is to write about things that bring you joy. Um, Were the birds chirping in the morning? Did you have a delicious cup of coffee on your porch? You know, were you able to take a walk after work? What are the little moments that brought you joy today? Keep a list doing that. So gratitude lists, contribution lists, and joy lists. All of these are ways that uh, you can cultivate a journaling practice without the act of writing pages and pages, which I agree can seem a little intimidating at first. Mm, All really good things. Uh, One way that I like journaling is I recently uh, bought the Practice You Journal by Elena Brower, and it's a fully guided journaling experience. So there's all these beautiful artistic pages and they actually flow through the chakra system, which is really cool for me because it's something I'm interested in with a lot of prompts. So for Carly, she's not too into the prompts. She just writes everywhere. But for me, the prompts help me start writing. Um, and they also help me write about things that maybe I wouldn't have never written about. Um, just ideas that kind of help springboard you into a new, you know, a new subject. Like for instance, the next page in my journal is like, this one's for the mothers and the fathers. You know, I, I don't think I would have ever journaled about how much I love and respect and how grateful I am for my mom and dad if that page didn't prompt me to do that. Um, so I really like that style. I also like free light, free writing and the list too. Um, the practice you journal, you can find it on Amazon and it's super inexpensive for how beautiful and well laid out it is. I definitely recommend it. We'll link to it in our show notes. And then something else I want to bring up. I just finished reading the book rising strong by Brene Brown. Um, we imagine many of you have read it or heard of her work and she talks about the SFD, the shitty first draft. It's a practice that she does in her own life. And essentially, 
you call upon this practice when you're in a an emotional crisis mode. When you feel like you're either about to cry or punch someone, she recommends doing your shitty first draft. Now, what does that mean exactly? Um, this draft is your five-year-old self speaking or writing. Basically, you know, you're in this moment of romping and you're throwing a tantrum and usually in your mind, and you need a safe space where you don't censor any of the words and you just allow them to pour onto the page. Now, the most important thing with your shitty first draft is that you have to really tap into the five-year-old self because the rational grown-up part of you wants to show up on paper. Um, And guess what? Our rational grown-up self is a really good liar. You know, we like to filter the situation. So we really have to call upon our childlike selves to tell it like it is. Um, I know there's a few times when I show up to journal and I want to create this like beautiful poem-esque entry, but I'm really not getting to the root or the core of what's going on beneath, you know, in my mind to help me heal with whatever is happening in my day to day. So I can totally resonate with that. Uh, Brene says it's important to not filter your words, to not filter the experience or worry about how the story makes us look because no one should see your shitty first draft. It should feel vulnerable and personal. And then when it's time to have a discussion with someone that you're romping with, um, that you're reckoning with, she uses that word a lot too. Um, she recommends this one line to start off with, and I love it. And she says she also uses it in her organization, and it's changed the landscape of how they communicate. So here we go. This is the line. The story I'm making up is. So when you go to speak to your husband or your friend or your boss or your coworker, and you know those stories we make up in our minds, right? And how they can rule our worlds and oftentimes or most of the time how far they are from the truth. This is a good way to start that conversation. So the story I'm making up is um, you are treating me like this because I'm doing that and it's making me feel like this. You know, it kind of gives us this way to start the conversation, letting the person know that we're struggling and that we're being vulnerable and that we have made up a story and it's leading us to feeling like XYZ. So I love that line. Um, you know, the main goal here with the shitty first draft is that we unpack the stories we make up in our mind so that we can come back to wholeheartedness and um, rising strong, which is the theme of the book. And I can't recommend enough to pick up that book and read it. So those are just a few of the ways just to re- recap. Um, you can do journal prompts like ours. You can free write. You can create lists of any kind. You can look into something that's more of a guided journaling experience or um, you can do the shitty first draft when you're in that emotional crisis mode and Maybe you do all of them and they work for you at different times in your life. Oh, I love the the story I'm making up is. Wow, that's like profound. That's like mind blown. Yeah, in her book, she shares like all these different people who use it, people in, uh, you know, like the army, just people in all these different avenues and walks of life and how they've used it. Um in their own microcosms and it's cool. It's a really cool way to have a hard conversation. Well, yeah, because it's so true. I mean, we create these mountains in our head and they never unfold the way that we think they're going to. So (sighs) amazing advice. So 
how do we start? How do we start journaling? If these things interest you, if you feel called to finally put the freaking pen on the paper, which it is time, by the way, if you're not doing it, you got to start doing it. How do we do it? Well, like anything in life, it's a habit we need to cultivate. Um, you can explore all of the different options we've listed. You can give them all a try. Some are going to feel more natural. Some are going to feel more forced. Feel free to experiment. Do what feels right for you. The most important thing is that you just try. There is no right way to journal. I mean, we just gave you some tips and advice. But if you just want to write ideas down on sticky notes and put them all over your mirror, I mean, literally whatever you want. There are no rules around this. There's no right or wrong way. You can't have a bad journaling session or a good journaling session. The most important thing is just to start. Find the time in your day where the practice works for you. So maybe it's when you wake up, you take five extra minutes before work. Maybe it's when you sit down at your desk and you have a little bit of downtime before the day gets crazy. And maybe it's before bed or maybe it's midday when you're taking your lunch break. Whatever it is, find the time, carve it out, make it happen. We can't stress enough. If you feel like you're on this path but something's missing and you're holding on to a lot of stress or you feel confused in your relationships or things just feel jumbled, this may and probably is the tool in your wellness routine that is missing. So no more excuses, girls. It's time to do the damn thing. Thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's our rant on journaling. Um, We'd be crazy not to close this episode by saying, if you're not signed up for our journal prompts, what are you waiting for? They're free and we send them to you every single week. And they correlate with the episode. So they help you dive deeper. And we're there. We're giving you the prompt. We're giving everything you need to take your practices one step further. We just can't pick up the pen for you. We're leaving that step to you. Um, Thank you so much for being here. We really encourage you to take this next step in your journey. And uh, we support you. We're here for you. We love you. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.